What up? Welcome back to another episode of the Arizona Wild Bikes Pod. I'm Tyler, and as always, I am your host. On this episode, we're fitting duck puns in anywhere we can, and we're recapping Arizona and Oregon. So let's take a quack at it. Arizona historically had actually been very good against Oregon, even though the all-time series being 28-17 before today, there was one time in the Mike Stoops era where they won five in a row. There was the disastrous Kevin Sumlin era where a 3-5 and five Arizona team handily beat Oregon 44-15 to 15 in Tucson when the Ducks were ranked 19th in the country. And it seems like that's kind of where it seems to crumble for Oregon. When they're ranked and in Tucson, no matter what Arizona's record is, Arizona somehow always stands a chance to pull off an upset. They either find a way or completely handily the other team for three and a half quarters of football. So that's usually the storyline of this game. The other team just gets on a roll and is gone or it's very close. But to Oregon's credit, since 2010, every victory for Oregon was by 19 points or more. Like I mentioned earlier, like that absolute drubbing in the Pac-12 championship game back in 2014, where Mark Helfrich's Ducks won 51 to 13. Also in that season that Arizona played in the Fiesta Bowl. Of course, we'll never forget Antoine Kaysen's pick six in 2007 when the Wildcats defeated Dennis Dixon and the number two ranked Ducks. But would Arizona fit the bill like previous years? Duck joke. To beat this Oregon team, they would need to stop the run and force Bo Nix to beat them. Could they contain the ground game and make Bo Nix beat them with his arm? Well, let's dive in. Oregon in their cookies and cream splatter uniforms with the black helmet that has reflective green wings on it. And man, I'm not a huge fan of the uniforms, but I love those helmets. Like I am a sucker. I love I love a good black helmet with a nice reflective color in it. I'm just I'm a sucker for that. And Arizona in the blue unis with white helmets. Not a bad look, but I like the white unis a lot better. So Arizona started with a bang. They had a 37-yard bomb to Cowing. Arizona was at the 7-yard line, and a miscommunication on a handoff leads to a fumble right away, and Oregon recovers. Everything working so well on that drive, and it completely wiped a score off the board there. The next drive, Oregon 3 and out, and Arizona was moving upfield. Jaden DeMann was looking good early through his reads and running for chunk gains, and got Arizona up to the 3-0 lead on the next drive. DJ Williams was busting through guys as he hit the truck stick, and he was barreling downfield. For Oregon, though, Noah Whittington is this week's beast, or at least seemed like he was going to be, because it seems like every running back for whatever team we're facing, whether it's the first drive or the second drive, just usually hits the gas pedal and doesn't slow down and goes off against us. And the defense wasn't ready, of course, and he broke for a 55-yard run to the house. So that was, of course, the longest run of the year by a running back for Oregon. 
right back to what we're used to from Arizona's defense. And on the other side, Oregon's defense was getting to Delora and he was having to scramble around Kyler Murray style, make some plays happen. And right after Oregon started bringing some heavy pressure, he started missing throws he normally makes in his sleep, missing on a strike on third and 13. I mean, Oregon was moving the ball with ease. Bonix might as well be a running back because he was moving upfield, zero effort. Whittington again had a nice run and then a 42-yard laser to wide receiver Chris Hudson from Bo Nix down to the two, followed by Bo Nix QB sneaking it in. I mean, he basically walked in and Oregon was up 14-3 with 12 minutes to go in the first half. The early takeaway that I had is obviously the defense. They're going to be a problem all year. They haven't found a solution yet. And there's no Scooby Wright, Brooks Reed, or Ricky Elmore, or Stud Brute to stop the run. The secondary hasn't been anything special, but they at least get stops through the air occasionally. Death, taxes, and Arizona not stopping Pac-12 running backs. And those guys can't finish the tackle. Even if they read a play and tried to make a tackle, the runner twists and gets an extra three to four yards or breaks free every single time. And Arizona, they desperately needed a score and Oregon's defense showed up to the occasion. The Wildcats hit a wall. The Ducks were doing what they expected to do going into this one. They were getting whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. It was 21-3 with 4.42 to go in the second. That's 21 unanswered by Arizona. I mean, you're not going to beat Oregon if you can't score or stop a score at all. doesn't matter if Bo Nix isn't the best quarterback you've faced all year. Sometimes the plan doesn't work and you've got to adjust on the fly. The offense came back and DJ Williams broke off a gigantic, like, catch your breath, settle your nerves run of 52 yards to the end zone. And it was 21-10. And thank Mallard, Arizona scored. Mallard. Duck joke, my lord. Anyways, Oregon's offense was on quack. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Maybe not. You'll have to see. They flew upfield yet again because who saw that coming? I mean, there was a play down inside the five where Oregon ran the ball and Arizona stuffed the running back and he spun around and almost dove in for the score. It happened last week and it was way worse last week. The Ducks scored on the next play. It was 28-10. Then Jonah Coleman knocked on the door, broke off a huge 43-yard run when I think Arizona was just trying to get into the second half and ended up getting them into field goal position somehow. And Tyler Loop is your MVP of the first half for Arizona, and it was 28-13 to at halftime. I mean, the fact that this was a 15-point game when Bo Nix was 13-14 of for 187 yards and a rushing touchdown And the Wildcat defense gave up 159 rushing yards in the first half. It was only a 15-point game when they should have been down three scores, maybe even four, and didn't look pretty. And Oregon's defense schemed for Jaden Delora as they should, and they figured him out. Bring heavy pressure, force him to make a play on the run, and he's been known to do that, whether it's a scramble for five yards or a quick throw to a cutting man and they've zoned their coverage well to stop those plays and break up any offensive flow that Arizona gets into. 
Recap on the football game is brought to you by ArizonaWildBags.com, where you can grab the world-famous wild bag tee made from premium fabric and 100% combed ring-spun cotton and the official Arizona Wild Bags mug as purchased by Mark Titus, the man of men. All that and more, including articles written by yours truly on ArizonaWildBags.com. Use code DeAndre Ayton, all one word, for 15% off all merch. To start the second half, Oregon came out doing what they do, and Arizona's defense started feeling like a Madden defense. Not in the good way, of course. The kind that the computer trying to stop you, the player, and you roll to an 82-21 victory. I mean, that's what it feels like watching Arizona's defense. They had Bo Nix down to a third and 12, and he just runs for it like nothing. And the Oregon offense scores a couple plays later. It's 35-13 with a lot of painful time left. 11-13 to go in the second half, as in the third quarter. A tipped pass turns into an interception, and that's the end of this podcast. Have a safe drive home. No, I'm kidding. Always drive safe. I have lots of questions. I mean, Arizona is either the best 3-3 three and three team or the worst 3-3 three and three team. I mean, what was a 15-point game at halftime turned into a 29-point game in just a few minutes. It was 42-13 with 9.44 to go in the third quarter. I mean, this was ugly after beating Colorado. And granted, I know it was Colorado, but... You still had some kind of hope that an incredible-looking Jaden Delora and a decent defensive performance that Arizona would deliver against Oregon team that gave up 41 to Washington State a couple weeks ago. I mean, even when Arizona was doing things right and marching upfield, they'd turn the ball over. And as Jaden Delora got sacked and the ball was recovered by Oregon, and man... Things don't go Arizona's way, even when things go Arizona's way. I mean, Bo Nix ran in again for a 25-yard touchdown and was untouched on the play. His third rushing one of the night in 49-13. to And I think we can go ahead and skip to the Washington preview. I actually changed the game to watch the last play of the Alabama A&M game, Roll Tide. No, I'm more of an LSU kind of guy anyway. Also, I love Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Plus, my friend and his family all love UK. I, I like the SEC, and my God, I wish Arizona was a powerhouse of college football and could join the SEC's version of the Pac-12 when it inevitably happens. Because, man, that's my biggest dream for Arizona football. And yeah, I know this is a tangent, but that Arizona-Oregon game sucked. But realistically, I hope... Arizona joins the Big 12, and this is surprisingly a solid season from the Pac-12 in terms of football. The talent and the product is there. I mean, you've got UCLA, who is on fire right now. They're 6-0 to start the year. They just whipped Utah around for a 42-32 win, and it was close for a while, and then UCLA gets up, goes up 42-25. to They beat you through the air and on the ground with Dorian Thompson, Robinson going nuts, and Zach Charbonnet running it down their throats for almost 200 yards. And that's Utah, who historically is known to have a good defense. Oregon, who just beat the absolute cuss out of us. USC, who is 
number six in the country and are actually talented enough to get a spot in the college football playoffs. I mean, that's a good top three in the pack with USC, UCLA, and Oregon. So, I mean, the talent is there and the teams do not suck at all. I mean, I know you're losing USC and UCLA in a couple years, but from a product, you've got great programs still, but your network sucks. I mean, when I turned on CBS for the finish of that Bama A&M game, it felt like a vacation. I mean, the moral of the story is the Pac-12 desperately needs a network to rescue them. More people would watch them on Amazon Prime than the Crap 12 network or the Crap 12 channel that nobody has. And this has been my weekly Pac-12 network update. Still stinks. You know who's been sucking lately? Vacuumed. No, but Phoenix has been sucking. Washington's quarterback has really been struggling to find the holes and penetrate the D. He faces an Arizona Wildcats defense next week that will surely turn him into a Heisman quarterback in one night. But from my sources, Washington's secondary has been hurt and struggling, so Jaden Delora should have himself a day, and this one might be a shootout. I mean, the line in this one is going to be Washington by two touchdowns at least. And I can't imagine what the over-under is going to be, but take the over. Believe it or not, this one is actually going to be a close game. And I expect Arizona to not lay an egg after this Oregon game tonight. Arizona is going to have to try something new on defense. It's just not working at all. I mean, if we're getting blown out every week like this, I don't expect Nansen to hang around long as defensive coordinator. Arizona just lost 49-22, to and man, what a game to have a sellout crowd and create all this hype and just completely not deliver. Classic Arizona football, and I hate that's the narrative that they have. Walmart Tim Tebow was out here beating our ass with his arm and legs. Bo Nix looked great in this one. I mean, he finished up with 20 of 25, 265 yards passing, eight carries, and 70 yards rushing for three touchdowns, and just completely kept the flow on offense. I mean, the ground game for Oregon worked and had 306 yards rushing. The Ducks won the line of scrimmage from start to finish. On both sides of the ball, to be frank, Jaden Delora was running for his life out there. I mean, this offensive line has struggled against Oregon, Mississippi State especially, and in those games, it feels like Jaden has to make insane plays just to keep Arizona in the game and basically just play hero ball. Oregon was incredible. Maybe it was a good thing they got killed 49-3 against Georgia because those are two different Oregons right now. Week one and week, what is this, week five, week six? Yeah, week six. Those are two completely different teams right now. Um, I mean, obviously, Oregon, USC, and UCLA's hopes are still alive for the college football playoffs. I mean, they'd have to run the table, but it's doable the way they all look today. I mean, Oregon plays UCLA next week, and if they win, they can jump right up in the rankings. UCLA, too, if they win that game, that is going to be a great watch right there. I mean, Oregon doesn't have to play USC this season, but they still have Utah and Washington on their schedule. But otherwise, 
it's a cakewalk for them with Colorado, Oregon State, and Cal left on their schedule. If they get to the Pac-12 championship and beat USC, then you might stand a chance of getting in, and you just have to hope the SEC beats up on each other because from what it looks like right now, it's for sure probably going to be Clemson, either Ohio State or Michigan, and whoever makes it out of the SEC, unless they all just have an incredible year, you know, Georgia and Alabama. I wanted to save the segments for the end of the show because I just needed to get that disgusting Arizona game out of the way so we could end the podcast on a higher note. My wildest wildcat of the week is actually the whole Arizona women's soccer team for beating number eight USC Trojans in Los Angeles, one nothing or one nil as they call it in soccer. That's actually a bigger win for the program than you think. And my red and blue moment of the week is TJ McConnell and Benedict Matherin on the Pacers in the preseason running in transition. And TJ makes a slick pass to Matherin for a layup and one. And it was just a beautiful sight to see. And I'm telling you, we are all fans of Indiana Pacer basketball this season. I mean, they wanted DeAndre Ayton too. I mean, they really, they really love Arizona basketball. And I'm sure they'd love Steve Kerr as their coach, you know? <laughs> so we were a fan of Indiana this year. And my Bilbo Baggins of the week. Yes, Bilbo Baggins. If you heard it last week, I debuted it. In Lord of the Rings, after his, I think it's his like 11th birthday or something like that, Bilbo Baggins disappears and he puts the ring on, and he's just gone from the Shire. He's just done with his life, and he disappears completely. Arizona's defense disappears in this game after its absolute party last week against Colorado, where it actually gave up, I think it was 20 points. It was the 20-something points. It was the most Colorado had scored, but for Arizona, it was a complete win. So... They are my Bilbo Baggins of the week. Yeah, it's it's a downer version of that award this week. So it is what it is. All right. I think that's everything we had to cover. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Jalen Maiden, who played 65 snaps at safety two weeks ago. Is expected to start at quarterback for San Diego State tonight, which he he actually is. I mean, he's he's doing pretty well. Uh, he's always he was doing decent, all things considered, the last I looked at it. You should go check out the box score for San Diego State because the game's still on at the time of recording, and I don't know how he'll finish, but either way, I thought that was awesome. So shout out to that guy. All right, I want to thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the pod. If you hate it or love it, I'd love to know about it. It would help me a lot if you left a review or just DM me on Twitter at Arizona Wildbags. Or if you're an old school kind of person, that's cool. You can email me at ArizonaWildBags at gmail.com. Also, remember, code DeAndre Ayton, all one word, for 15% off all merch at ArizonaWildBags.com. See you on the flippity flip. Have a great week and bear down. 